Bonjour, I am Estelle, your host, and this is Wildlife Conservation Insights, the podcast dedicated to the connections between wildlife and human beings. You want to know more about wildlife, about what's going on, why some species are getting endangered, what are the challenges our world is facing? You want to meet people that dedicate their life to save animal species? You want to be proactive and also participate in species conservation? This podcast is for you. Welcome to Wildlife Conservation Insights. This is episode 6. Today my guest is Dr. Fidi. Fidi and I met back in um, 2012 in Lyon, in France, at the John Conference of the WDA-EWDA. WDA stands for Wildlife Disease Association and European Wildlife Disease Association. At that time, I was still a vet student and Fidi was doing his master's degree. Dr. Fidi is a wildlife veterinarian interested in the ecological approaches of health and particularly the One Health concept and the field of conservation medicine. He studies the multiple interactions between human, domestic animal, and wildlife health in Madagascar, such as lemurs, rodents, and carnivores. Fidi obtained his veterinary degree from the University of Antanarivo in Madagascar and a master's degree in epidemiology from the Faculté de médecine vétérinaire of the Université de Montréal in Canada. He obtained his PhD in biology at the University of Missouri in St. Louis. Fidi has been working with captive and free-ranging wildlife from Madagascar for about 10 years. He co-founded his company called Malina, which is a research and training center based in Madagascar. Without further ado, it is my great pleasure to welcome my guest, Dr. Fidi. Hey, hi, Fidi. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Yes? Happy to hear you. You're happy to hear me? Me too. I'm actually super, super happy to have you as my guest. It's a real honor for me to have you today. I wanted to have you as my guest for a long time, actually. Uh, you know, when I started my podcast, you were like one person that I was thinking about because you have incredible stories and I want I want people to hear that. So thank you. <laughs> Thanks for thank you. I'm really time. honored to be here. Great. So you, you live in Madagascar currently, uh, am I correct? That is correct, yes. I came back yes. to Madagascar in 2018. Ah, okay. So how is the weather tonight? It's tonight for you. It's it's the night for yes. me, so yes. Yes, it's tonight. And currently in Madagascar, it's the, it's the winter. Uh, so universe of, of the northern hemisphere. And right now it's about 10 degrees Celsius. Oh my God, um, chilly, so yeah? Mm. Uh, very chilly, 50 Fahrenheit, and yeah, it's chilly, chilly winter, winter night, but uh, quite warm compared to winters in, in, the in Europe, for example. Industry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So for me, so it's August, so it's supposed to be the summertime. It's also night, but unfortunately for us, this summer has been pretty bad. We're having a big shower today, so it's. Pretty humid and actually chilly as well. Not as chilly as you you might have, but yeah, but chilly. So yes, so about the same weather maybe I should say. <laughs> okay, can you just 
tell us a little bit about yourself and also how you got into this field. So what did you do? And um, yeah. Right. So I was born and raised here in, uh, uh, in Madagascar. Also went through vet school here in Madagascar at the University of Antananarivo. And when I completed my vet school, I did a one-year internship in zoological medicine at the St. Louis Zoo uh, in Missouri. Came back to work uh, a couple of years at the local zoo here on the coast of Madagascar, uh, working mainly on uh, on lemurs and tortoises that are endemic or unique to, to Madagascar. I went on to continue to do a master's degree in epidemiology at the Université de Montréal in Canada, and then a PhD in ecology and evolution at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Then I did a postdoc at uh, Princeton University and came back here in Madagascar, where I work on the wildlife of Madagascar, but also started a molecular lab and training center, Marlina, where we're trying to do Uh, wildlife or veterinary analysis on the animals here in Madagascar to look for disease in the, in the animals in Madagascar. Wow, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's pretty much how I got into, into this. I mean, I started, I mean, like any vet students trying to get, get my hands on any animal and I had the opportunity to to join wildlife veterinarian Granny Yungi in a mission. And that was the, the click for me. That was when I decided that I wanted to be a, a zoo and wildlife veterinarian and more specifically trying to to help and conserve the animals of my native country, country Madagascar. Yeah, that's really wonderful. You did all these postgraduate studies in the United States and then each time you came back to Madagascar to be able to set up some things and to, yeah, that's pretty incredible. Wow. And I was very lucky to, to do all my research and the, 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 the research projects that I that I did both uh, in Montreal, Canada, and in St. Louis as well, on the, the wildlife of Madagascar. So I was really lucky to have to keep that connection with the, on the wildlife and conservation of Madagascar species. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a real strength because you have such a beautiful native fauna in Madagascar. It would have been a pity, you know, to get like to forgot that and not to focus on these species. So I'm really impressed, really, really impressed. Do you remember, because we met each other at the joint conference of the Wildlife Disease Association and European Wildlife Disease Association. I don't remember when exactly it was, but it was in the It was Lyon. in 2012. Yes, yeah. okay, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and I remember we had a lot of fun and uh, that was the first time I met you and you were presenting a poster, if I remember well. That is correct, yes. Yes. So that was during my master's degree in Montreal under the supervision of Dr. Stéphane Lay. And I was working on, at the time, looking at diseases that go from humans to wild lemurs. And I was focusing specifically on parasites, so worms that humans can possibly transmit to potentially transmit to, to the wildlife and 
cause disease or yeah, even get them sick and death. Yeah. 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 So currently, so you you created your own company, is that correct? Uh, yes, it's called Marlina Labs, and it is a molecular laboratory and a training center here in uh, in Madagascar. It's actually in my backyard. Oh um, wow! And, <laughs> and uh, what we're trying to do is so when you do research in uh, low income countries and where where the the wildlife is native, most of the time, what what you do is uh, you have to collect samples. That may be blood. That may be hair. That may be uh, that that allow you uh, or poop. That allow you to find some agents, some microbes, or some viruses. And oftentimes, you collect those in countries like Madagascar, and then you bring those samples all the way back to the United States or to Europe or to Canada. Uh, that's what I did as a, as a graduate student, and that delays the finding answers um so and also the accuracy a, because you can actually sensitivity yeah that that is uh, that is correct yes so for example in my case we were looking for uh, when i was doing my masters i, I remember we we're looking for a parasite called giardia that is very common in in children in cattle in dogs and cats and we we're looking for it uh, in lemurs as well, as well as cryptosporidium, which is another kind of parasite. And this parasite causes deaths and diarrhea in, in lemurs. But so we collected the samples in Madagascar one year, and then it took us two years to find the answers mm. and to know that there were that there were those parasites that were found in, in the lemurs as well. So you can imagine that this delay can cause some health problems in the lemurs that we're trying to. to yeah, protect. there are some consequences because you cannot act fast, and so you don't know what what actually is happening. Yeah, and so that's why we started this lab to to be able to do this more quickly. And also, one very important part of of our journey and our mission as well is to train uh, Madagascar students and veterinarians in doing those those research here as well. Oh, that's um, wonderful. So, how how many do you currently have? So we are working with uh, six veterinary students. Oh, well, seven, uh, seven. Now we just hired a new, a new one that is going to look at uh, lemur parasites as well. So we're working with seven veterinary students that are working on many different projects, mm. uh, from chickens to to dogs and cats to lemurs to fusa. Yeah. So you're you're basically studying the interaction between, I would say, pets or domestic animals and wildlife and also humans. Is that correct? Yes. Um, so most of my work is focused on those interactions. So we, uh, as humans, we have a growing population and we also interact more and more with uh, with wildlife going into the forest or the domestic animals that we have. Sometimes they're going into, into the forest nearby and I interact in with animals and can transmit disease to uh, from one to another 
And an example that is so close to home right now is the, the pandemic that we're living in. So we're trying to, to study what kind of disease can be transmitted between one species or the other, and how can they spread? How do yeah. they spread? Mm -hmm. yeah. So mostly, yeah, so you're studying diseases, various diseases, you're looking for, so it can be anything like parasites, parasitism, bacteria, viruses, you're also studying viruses? Some of them, yes. Like the, the common viruses in, uh, in dogs and cats, those that, that we know. We're not trying to find new viruses, but the ones that we know. Um, yeah, you're looking for them, right? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Wow. So that's, uh, well, so you have uh, like a huge support. It's, uh, it's great to have been able to develop such a lab. And so basically all your experience that you've got uh, during your graduate studies and when you were in the U.S., now you're able to actually pass along all this knowledge to new generation of vet students or, or biologists. Am I correct? That's how it sounds like. So Yeah, I was very lucky to work in with uh, very strong supportive teams in the, in the U.S. And, and I keep close connections with uh, the professors that, I, that I've had there and keep coming back to them. They're, they're real mentors. And I'm really hoping that's my biggest dream to be as good of a mentor to the mm -hmm. veterinary students that I'm, well, uh, that I'm right working path. with. That's great. You're actually sharing all this experience with new students and that's, that's beautiful. I really like that. I, I really appreciate that. So basically, I would say, you know, I wanted to get a little bit more in depth. How would you say that your action participate in species conservation? Well, I know you already answered that between the lines, but could you tell us a little bit more about that? So uh, that's a that's a very good question. And I think that one thing that we often do not think about is when we think about wildlife conservation is how how health impact those uh, those animals that we're trying to help and so those species like some of them have or can become extinct because of diseases and some of those diseases can be transmitted between humans and or domestic animals and through into the wildlife for example the, the parasites that we're talking about or canine distemper viruses. And so what I'm trying to do is basically to find those uh, those pathogens to try to understand how they how they spread and, and doing some research to potentially raise awareness on those on on the risks that those diseases can cause to, mm -hmm. to the wildlife and uh, also to inform policymakers, to inform policy as to uh, what can be done to, to limit prevent, the spread of those yeah. diseases. Mm, to prevent them or protect the species against them, which measures can be taken, right? Yeah, that's correct. Mm, yeah, that's correct. Because also, I think people also have to understand that it's not just about 
uh, one species conservation. So let's say lemur, I, I'm, I'm talking about lemur, but there are many species of lemur. So let's say red ruffed lemur conservation, it's about how basically their extinction can also affect us. So let's say yeah. these species get extincted, but then what are the consequences on human species? Because also these species can act as sentinel of diseases for us humans. So yeah. it's it's basically not only one way, it goes yeah, and there both are multiple ways. interactions, yes. Yes. Um, it's much more complex than it seems. So that's that's really awesome to be able to do that. And in you in your backyard, can you imagine that? I would love to have that. <laughs> Oh my God, you made me dream right now. <laughs> I cannot even imagine. <laughs> I live in a huge place. So can can you imagine having like a somewhere, like even a, a tent where I can set up my little lab? I would love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for telling me that, Edie. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, so it has been a really long way for you when you think back about you being a vet student and now like looking at, at, at what you're actually achieving. Where did you get your inspiration? Because it takes so much energy to go all this. It's like one step at a time, but you have to be brave and you have to be very focused uh, and determined, but also have a lot of energy. So where or who inspire you to do all of that? So uh, there are many people that, many people and many animals and things, places that uh, that I draw inspiration from. But I think like one thing that inspired me always is I spend most of my time in the in the lab or uh, in front of my computer. Uh, and that, that can create some distance between the work that I do and what I really, and the, why do I cause, why, why do I do this this work? And one thing that, that allows me to bring those things back together is to going back into the field and going to the forest, uh, seeing the animals for which I'm, I'm trying to, to work as hard to as help. I can. Uh, yeah, the animals that I'm trying to help. Um, so I, I try to to go there as as often as I can. I'm going to go in the field, but also uh, working with uh, with the students. That that always is uh, is inspirational, is to seeing how they how they develop and how they challenge, uh, how they try to answer questions, and keeping close ties with with the mentors with the mentors that I've had. So Dr. Randy Youngie from Columbus Zoo and Patty Parker at the University of Missouri St. Louis. People that, that have inspired me to do the work that I'm that I'm doing right now. I think uh, that helps to, to ground me as well, as well as working with uh, the many field guides and agents that are working with us when we go in the field. That's what all is of, keeping those you together. going. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really wonderful. It's it's like uh, it's a full circle, basically. Your mentors, you as a student, you as a mentor, and now your students, and then it goes all around. It's it's really great. Um, I, I can actually picture that with you in the in the Madagascar and the forest. I've never been in your country. I would love to. It's uh, I have seen many pictures. I have actually. I actually follow you <laughs> on 
and various um, media and uh, each time I see pictures, because you are you're also a really, really good photographer. That's incredible. It's like beautiful pictures. Yeah. I have to say that because I, I actually <laughs> noticed it. So I wanted to tell you. So, okay, now that's done. Thank you. <laughs> you're more than welcome, Fidi. We're going to be quite close to the end of this interview. And I would like to know if you had a message that you would like to deliver to the next generation of young people. What would you tell them? I think that uh, the, the slogan of the, the lab is to, the, the lab is called Barlina. It, it means in Malagasy to, to spark interest. And, mm. um, and what we're trying to do is to have uh, students ask questions that they're going to try to answer. So our slogan is, it always starts with a question. And what I would say to the next generation is to, to ask questions about the, the surrounding and, and try to answer those questions to help move conservation forward and to also keep working to, to save those, those species that, that are here, uh, that are dwindling. Yeah, because once they're gone, they're gone. And yes. um, we need to we need to work together to, to help save them. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Fidi. Thanks again. I really appreciated this uh, little chat with you. It has been such a long time since we have seen each other or talked to each other. So it's uh, it's really it's really good to hear from you actually. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much again for having us. This is a wonderful initiative. I wanted to con congratulate you again for, for starting this. Um, thank you. And thank you. It's been an honor to be here. And um, yeah, please come to Madagascar. Yes, thanks. Okay, I am taking that. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye, Fidi. Take care of you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wildlife Conservation Insights Podcast. You can find more about myself and the show, including our guests, on estelvet.com. If you like it, share it. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I will select a question or a review from you and will present it to the next podcast. Go to estelvet.com for further information and articles to go deeper into each episode. Bye-bye.